so we both got backache. Yeah, I got a very specific uh, backache right in the middle of it. Maybe someone stabbed me in the back. Perhaps they have. Perhaps it's you not, are sensitive. It's not unknown. <laughs> it's um, it's Calvin. <laughs> you said all that stuff. I've uh, been assassinated by a Calvinist. <laughs> right, let's go for it. Oh, I forgot to set the thing for Great British Bake Off. Oh, glad you got your priorities sorted. I hate to think that we were intruding (laughs) on anything important. No, hang on a minute. (laughs) Are you seriously going to set? Why not? There you are. I've done it from my phone. So it's that easy. Uh, Right, carry on. Were you doing something? uh, Oh, yes, you were casting your pod. Okay, Okay, well. Good. Try and be funny. Welcome to episode 24 of the Mid-Faith Crisis. My name's Nick Page. I'm joined, as ever, by the very reverend Joe Davis. Hello. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Better than last time, I think it's fair to say. A little less overwhelmed well, by Well, exactly. Yes. Yes, mm. there was too much. Way too much going. But we've had a lovely, sunny, hot bank holiday. How about that? I know. Yeah. That's climate change That's for you, isn't it? the first time really? for a long while. So that was good. Mm. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Very very well. Yeah, we had a nice bank holiday. There was a lot of time outside in the sun, sat watching a game of cricket on a village green ah. and drinking beer and, yeah. Well, that was nice. all, all good except for the cricket, in my opinion. But there you go. What else have you been up to? Well, you're not a godly man, are you? <laughs> uh, not yeah, especially. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, actually. Well, I'm struggling to get... Uh, the trouble with these long weekends, especially if they're long and sunny, and I mean, getting back into the swing of things is really awful, isn't it? it? Is. It's really hard. It is. I couldn't um, I couldn't get my brain in gear at all today. I'm not even sure I have by now. <laughs> Which is not um, a good sign for this podcast. <laughs> no. So have you seen any films or done anything interesting? Or Do you know? Like Did you... No, not really. I can't remember the last film I saw. I think I'm going to see uh, Logan Lucky next week. But I think it's all... Oh, no, I saw The Dark Tower. Well, the fairly abysmal tower, as I like to think of it. But there we go. Yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, there's any ringing endorsement there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How about you? Uh, no, no, I don't go out, as you know. No, I, I know. Well, I read. I've been reading some books, which is nice. That's good. 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 I got uh, Rowan Williams' new book on the atonement, or oh, something. Really? Well, it's on the cross, or something. He is called. surprisingly good at writing. I say that because I've heard him speak and thought, "Huh, I don't understand a word you're saying." So I assumed that when I read his books, I wouldn't mm. understand. But actually, his books are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, the trick is to get the thin ones. Yes. Because the thin ones all come from talks that he's had to give lectures and things like that that he's had to give to the public. And then they've been edited. So they they don't use such long, abstruse words. If you get the thick one, I quite like his other stuff, but, I mean, he he can get very hard to understand. And uh, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, because it was so sunny and nice, I sat outside and I, I started reading Romans again. Did you? I think... Yeah, it's a bit like Ulysses or, you know, one of these big epics. I always think (laughs) every year I make an attempt to read it through and understand it. (laughs) How'd you get on this, do you? Well, well, people say, and I've written this as a historian, people say that we can never react to 
the New Testament writings in the same way as the original audience because of totally different sort of culture. Yeah. I think with Romans we get very, very close to the way they would have reacted, i.e. by saying, what are you on about, man? I yeah. can't understand. <laughs> yeah, everyone. They've always done that with Romans. Yeah, I would have thought the very first <laughs> Romans, people were going, what? what? What are you talking about? How does this even work? Oh, poor St Paul. Anyway. No one's ever liked him. <laughs> well, no, some people are big fans of Romans, aren't they? Aren't they? they both love it, but I, I find it, it it's both glorious and baffling in about equal measures, really. Yes, but, um Anyway, we might touch on that later. Uh, what about that? What's happening with the 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 not the weekend? Oh, we got an the update day for on them that. Bewildered. Well, mm. firstly, sorry to those people we upset by not having a larger faith. In fact, because I the have enormous are sold faith. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's <laughs> been noted. Uh, so, yeah. so we are sold out. So I'm sorry, folks. There are no tickets available for the packed out. Day for the Bewildered, as you it know. It makes it sound slightly grander, though, doesn't it? Does really? now. I mean, you know, the tickets that were sold this out. this is why we, we only got ten people coming. Holds three people. Because <laughs> 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 better that. <laughs> yeah, it's an exclusive little group, isn't it? It is, and we are really looking forward to uh, meeting people and talking. But it's been quite interesting. I had uh, I had correspondence with someone. Who, who, you know, we put up on the blurb about it that, oh, we some creative act of worship. They wanted to check that out. They wanted to know that we weren't going to go all weird and whiffly, which, of course, we are. Um, well, uh, but, you know, they were worried we? about it. So I said, well, you know, probably some, you know, we'll start with the Northumbria Community Daily Office and finish with, you know, sacrificing something. But <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> but I, I've, I, for anyone who has bought their tickets now and are worried, I just want to allay your fears. When we say we're going to do some creative worship, I was thinking there's this great song from the 80s that I'd like to resurrect called Let There Be Love Shared Among Us. And I thought as an <laughs> unthreatening act of worship, we could all sit in a circle and hold hands and actually look oh, in each other's eyes as we sung that, that to one another. Mm, mm. So I hope that's allayed your fears. Do you do that thing? <laughs> Often at churches they say, now let's say the grace and let's look at each other as we say the grace. <laughs> yeah. do you and what you do is you scan the room really quickly. No. So it looks like you're Just looking look at above people, everyone's but... heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks right. like... yeah. And you have that slightly beatific smile, you know, to say inwardly I'm, I'm calm. Oh, so um, uh, by the way, uh, speaking oh. of uh, singing and stuff, so I did this wonderful wedding to the lovely Dave and Amy on Saturday and God bless you guys uh, what a privilege to do this wedding it was great and they love their songs and their singing and they but we sang this song that evidently is really famous and it seems to pass me by but it's called um, My Lighthouse oh okay. it's huge in St Leonard's here it's very big amongst our young people okay mm. well I had to smile I hate that I'm like this and I do apologise to this <laughs> and this I mean I don't want to be critical and all that sort of thing but it's a song about obviously a lighthouse and yeah. the the chorus was something to do with following the lighthouse i will follow you you're my lighthouse and you shine in the darkness and i sort of get the whole thing about jesus is the light of the world shining in the darkness that's yes. all good but surely the very point of a lighthouse is that it's a what you don't want to follow a lighthouse you want to avoid a lighthouse it's telling you there's rocks the lyrics go my lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness i will follow you don't they? yeah well, like don't fo so public don't, service don't announcement because i'm worried that there's a whole generation of non-seafaring young people growing up 
And they're going to be stuck one day out at sea and they're going to think, oh, at last, there's the lighthouse. Head towards it. Yeah, smack on the rock. <laughs> anyway, yes, sorry about that. I think they got confused with harbour lights, but it's harder to, harder to do that, isn't it? Harder yeah, to get that it does, into a doesn't song. scan as well. I suppose, anyway. they, be fair, they were trying to get a modern metaphor in. You know, that's, uh, good, good, no, good top marks Is it trying. the Vend Collective? I love the Rend Collective. I think They're it is. Like it's one. It's songs. some group that have a banjo. I don't know. I'm well, if it's sure the Rend Collective, we love you guys. But I'm pretty sure it's a banjo group. Or really, something. do not mm. follow a light. That's all I'm saying. Shall we move yeah. on? Uh, we had. Um, shall we talk about emails? Yes. Uh, let's do that. Okay. Well, actually, um, most correspondence was in fact about the uh, the day for the bewildered. But um, just wanted to say thanks so much to John Green who wrote in. And he, he, he was picking up on the creeds and things. And I know we kind of moved on a little bit, but I loved some of the lines he had. He did the normal stuff about, I believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then he did this this other thing about, uh, I have believed the lie that I am alone and an island. I have believed the lie that I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. blah. And there's this lovely line, I believe there is nothing I need to do or can do to change God's mind about me. And I just thought that mm. was really nice. And it was quite long. I won't read it all out, but thanks, John. Really thought-provoking. And as I believe we said last time, our listeners are brilliant. Hmm. And intelligent. Indeed. And considerably more intelligent than me. Yes. And Not that I set the bar high. So thank you. Well, thank you, John, for that. That's great. Yeah, um, that's good. I've got a, a piece of uh, a correspondence here, Okay. obviously, uh, from uh, our friend Ethel. Oh. Says, Dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, here is a poem for you. God made the butterflies, God made the bees, God made the flowers and the fields and the trees. God made kittens and bunnies as well, and also lots of sinners who will burn in hell. Oh, that's, that's lovely, beautiful. isn't it? Isn't that she lovely? said, this poem was given to me, I believe, as a prophetic warning to you to talk more about people's sins. I challenge you to tell us what you think of original sin or even unoriginal sin. I'm not that fussed. <laughs> yours in him by them with those and under that big thing over there ethel sad old person well it's lovely um <laughs> lovely is, poem there that's a beautiful <laughs> we might poem. we might sing that on the day for the <laughs> world. we could we all should. hold hands <laughs> sing the let's sing the collected works of ethel uh <laughs> but i think the interesting thing was i've been thinking about sin yeah yeah. Yeah, I've well, been thinking good. about doing more of it. Because <laughs> <Yes, laughs> I'm very, yes. very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a natural attitude. <laughs> Go with your strengths, that's what I say. <laughs> no, because I'm writing this um I'm writing this piece for Christianity magazine about the Reformation. Yeah. About and I'm I am trying to write about things that we lost during the Reformation. Yes. Things that have gone missing and that the church is is just about rediscovering. Um and one of the things I've been thinking about is the whole concept of confession. Mm. Yeah, uh, b- because a lot of the stuff we talk about in this podcast um, are, uh, you know, exercises and things like that. They, they're, they're things in a yeah. way that the evangelical, the Protestant church, is yes, sort of indeed. rediscovering from a much older tradition that we kind of kicked out in those times. But we don't really. The one thing I, I don't think many people talk about is, is um, confession and and the concept of confessing your sins, and I suppose what it means to to sin really. Yeah. Um, and 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 I kind of it struck me while we were talking about all the the creeds and all all our creeds were pretty nice, weren't they? Yeah. They were very positive. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really touch on any. Didn't have enough sort of sin and hell. And that 
Damn really, much. I wanted more of that. More the whiff of sulfur <laughs> and brim, brimstone about them. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we're talking about this because it, I mean, it does seem to me that you sort of, on the one hand, have this wing of the church, you know, the right hand wing, that only wants to talk about sin and how terrible it is and, and, and just sort of creates this massive shame cloud to cover <laughs> us all with, which makes it impossible, really, to talk about it, strangely. And then on the yes. left-hand side of things, you got those that want to dismiss it and it's not relevant and, hey, you know, we're all bad and, you know, does it really matter? And, you know, not... So on the one extreme, you've got, you know, almost overdoing it. On the other hand, you've got not taking it seriously enough. And so wouldn't it be great if you said something really profound that steered away through the middle, Nick? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm Good. looking for you to do. Well, funnily enough, I was just pausing to give you space to go there. <laughs> I mean, I think that the thing about it is that there's a big crossover, I think, as I've learned more and more about therapy and uh, psychology mm. and those kinds of things. You know, a lot of the approaches that, that those disciplines take are, in a way, very similar to um, people confessing their sins. Yeah. You know, I've got a friend who's a, a psychiatrist and uh, he talks about the, the patients he works with who are very, very um, difficult and damaged people in some yeah. respects. And... Um, and he said we had. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. I've certainly talked about it in the book, uh, one of my books. He he talks about how they, they have two. He has two key approaches to it. One is uh, non-judgmental listening, yeah. so that you just listen yeah. without judging, while they tell you what they've particular things they've been yeah. up to. Sometimes quite extreme. Things. Yeah, sure. And the other is agency to encourage to say that you have the agency to stop this. Yes. You know, you you have this. You can do something about it. And I think you kind of, it, well, the minute I heard that, I thought, well, that's really what, you know, what we need in the church. And in a sense, that's what confession at its best is, is like. It's somebody somebody yeah, to listen no, to you. I agree. I and agree. to actually say, no, you have the agency to do something about yeah. this. And the, the problem, it seems to me, is that it, what we did when we got rid of that, because we've quite rightly said, of course, you don't need a mediator between you and God. You can confess right. your sins directly to God. And of course, that's quite right. But actually, sometimes a mediator is quite helpful. Yeah. Sometimes somebody to say to you, you know, to hear the worst about you or to hear something yeah. about you that you're ashamed of yeah. and not to be scared of it and not to rush to judgment. And, and, of course, for someone to speak the words of absolution over you. So to hear, yeah. Yeah. To hear a voice, you know, say to me, Joe, your sins are forgiven. Yes. And I've just said the worst of who I am. Yes. You know, and, and what I'm ashamed of and what I'm embarrassed about. But to hear the voice of someone who you could say, well, it is being the voice of Christ, the voice of God to me, your sins are forgiven, is really healing and, and really very important. So I think to steer that sort of middle ground is tricky because you actually need a group of people around you or certain people who you can be absolutely honest with and talk about and say, well, this is... This is what I'm like. But how, um, how do you break out of that sort of massive cloud of shame? Because it's all very well talking mm. about, and it's all let's let's be general. I'm a sinner. I'm very happy saying to people, "I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner." I'm it's a pretty sinner. evident, I'm actually. Most less... of the time, you most of the time you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, though, exactly. Well, yeah, and and uh, I mean, <laughs> you're right. You don't. But <laughs> but uh, what I don't want to do is particularly drill down into the detail. That. Yes, of course. Because I'll immediately start getting defensive and uh, and ashamed. Yes. So this is the sort of 
tricky thing. And, and I think that, yeah, some, the church tradition that I sort of grew up with didn't have confession, didn't have that discipline mm. on offer, mm. and actually spent so much time telling me what a sinner I am and how serious it is and how Jesus had to die and how God had to punish Jesus. And there, I felt utterly ashamed to mm. admit mm. to anyone that mm. I'm still a sinner. So because because that what that's they're, they're where not, you end up, they're, isn't it? they're talking about it, but actually not helping you sort of deal with it in that yeah. sense. I mean, when when you know, I think the model we well, a lot of us have is because because it's this hidden dark side of us that we don't like to talk about or that mm. we don't feel we can talk about. Uh, and then every Sunday we go to church and we have that time of confession, mm. and so you confess your sins, and and what happens there is we're offered this kind of synectomy, so we're this cut off. Yeah. Jesus cuts off your sin. There we are. It's gone. Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. And then you go away, and during the week it grows back. <laughs> yeah. It just it's like you can't get rid of this leg. It keeps growing. It's it's like a stump of sin. Yeah. Um, and and in the end, you almost become fatalistic about it. I think you almost think. Oh, I think I got to a point with some of the things that, and I won't. I'm not going to certainly not going to list them on this podcast. Yeah. But you know, some. But things if anyone that, wants to know what they are, they can send an email to Joe. At yes, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be happy to tell you what. Uh, actually, of all are. the people in the world, you probably do know most of them. Um, you actually, you've been involved in many of them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, really, we're both culpable. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> oh, that could go badly. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so th- yeah. you almost give up on it. And um, uh, I think there was a phrase, there's something of um, uh, Jung said, he said, um, when an inner situation is not made conscious, it appears on the outside as fate. In other mm. words, you know, you, the, our weaknesses, our things we do, we push them away. We don't like to talk about it. And then, we, and then they just happen anyway. And you just go, oh, that's just the way I am. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's just fate. That's just what it's going to be like. And and I really wanted to get to a point where I could feel like I could do something about these things. Yeah. Where yeah. actually that, that, that you didn't have to live with uh, this happening again and again yeah. and with, again. That there's you could... a way through habits and, and, and uh, yeah. darkness and deceit. And, 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 and funnily enough, it's exactly what you were talking about earlier, that... that, it, that for me, what changes it is actually um, looking at your sins and, and, if you like, sort of learning yeah. about them. Yeah. Learning yeah, I mean, that's the Richard Raw thing. He says, you know, be, don't be in a hurry to get rid of your sins until you've learnt what they have to tell us. That's, I think that's just an amazing line. I mean, you have and to understand it, right? He's not saying carry on... No, no, you no. Know, ...with what you're doing, but he's saying that, that what you... We, we never really yeah. properly look at them. Exactly, and I think I think once you once you can deal with the shame side of things, and, and this is often rooted in our theology. You know, we're told that God punished Jesus for us, and that's how bad it is, and everything. And you just get this. And I like that quote that says, and I can't remember whoever said it, but we are not punished for our sins; we're punished by our sins. It's it's, it's kind of its own. Yes, yes, its own it contained within sin. them. It that's leads right. To death. Yes, yeah, yes. It cuts and you isolation. Off, it disconnects you. It yes. isolates you. It makes you feel shamed. It makes. I mean, yes. it's a, it's yeah, it's deathly in its nature. So I think that's a more helpful way of thinking about it, rather than linking it too much to punishment and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think in that sense you can. You don't. All, I mean, I have 
um, sort of got people to, to whom I have confessed certain things who've been really helpful with that. But I think even in my quiet times, to, the, the, to, to sort of talk with God about not only what you've done, yeah. but why you did it yeah. is really, um, you know, a good thing. Why did I react in that way? Why did yeah. I say that? Why did I feel the need to do that? What, yeah. what is it about me that yeah. keeps doing this? Yeah. And I think that can really point to the, the, the hidden sort of yeah, causes. exactly right. And I've often done that with people who are sort of feel really ashamed. You know, let's say they've got an addiction right. to something. And they're so ashamed of their addiction, you know, whether it's alcohol or pornography or whatever it happens to be. They're so ashamed of it and mm. it's just eking out and it, and, you know, you, like you say, you don't want to make out like, well, it's OK, it's fine. It's not fine. It's no, destroying no. you and it's hurting yes. you and you're really upset by it and you feel powerless. But I always sort of, I mean, this is where I think, you know, you're talking about psychology. Actually, that part of you that is making you reach for the drink or whatever it is, is trying to help you. You don't want to judge that part of you. You want to embrace that and make friends with it. I mean, I, I often think that within us, there are, there are these, these kind of like characters that make us up as who we are. And, um, and I, think, I think there's a, a wholeness in embracing all our characters. Some of our characters lead us naturally to do things well and right. Mm. And others of our characters, you know, I often think there's like a little kid in me that is crying out for something and... and, and is a part of me that I must embrace, but actually left in charge, it will lead me to do stupid things. When you say embrace, what do you sort of, how, how does that work? Because I presume you don't mean feed it. Um, no, I don't. Sense. I don't mean feed it, but I mean, I mean, sometimes it can take the form of just saying, thank you. I know you want to do what's right for me here, but this isn't going to help me in the long term but i appreciate that you're trying to help so let's just take the example of drinking or overeating well you know overeating's a good one for me so okay uh, you know gluttony would be something i'm not particularly proud of and i don't want to embrace in my life but when i feel insecure or afraid or down or tired or uncertain or unsure or in need of comfort that there's a part of me that will reach for food as the comfort so the so the 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 sin that is showing is gluttony. Yes. But what's going on inside is something isn't just a desire to sin. It's right. a desire for wholeness. It's yes. a desire for peace. Yes. Yes. What I yes. don't want to do is is go. Oh, Joe, you stupid idiot! You've eaten it. Look, when you stand yes. on the scales again, you're going to be too. You're going to be fat, and you know, and you beat yourself up. Actually. I find that it is more helpful to say, you know what, I I blew that one there because, you know, went out and had a curry and a pint when actually probably the better thing would have been to go for a walk and mm. to pray and everything. But I, what I don't want to do is beat up that part of me that does that. I want to say, actually, there's a side of me that's rooting for me and wanting to bring comfort but I just don't want it to be in charge. I want to become conscious of what it's doing okay. so that I can decide. That's you know. really interesting. I think that's really interesting. It's, it's a bit what you, you often talk about with your disordered desire system. So the, it's the, yeah, the thing's yeah. gone wrong. Deformed desire the thing's system. Yeah. Deformed desire. It's gone in the wrong direction. Yeah. The desire for comfort is there, but it's, a, it's taking you in the wrong place. Exactly that's, right. That's really, exactly really interesting. Right. That's the thing about sin. You know, you 
you think you oh I used to think you know I need to be a more moral person so God will love me but actually if you flip that around and you start to know you are absolutely loved so you become more moral <laughs> you mm. start making right choices from that basis rather mm. than in order to mm. gain love that's mm. a much going to be a much more successful mm. thing it is a more successful way of approaching and it, and, and god is not shockable either that's the other yeah. thing you know i think sometimes god's we, seen it before yeah you know why it's this way is that like that like ethel's letter it's not so much original mm. sin that's the problem it's a lot of unoriginal sin <laughs> yeah. it's just endless amounts of unoriginal sin in yeah. there yeah, I, th- I think this is very good because I think the thing is that it, I, I'm a big fan of compost. I don't know if you, you. I'm not very good at gardening, I, but I, I can't love making... manage a whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love making compost because uh, I don't do anything with it really. But you know, I, what I love is the idea that you get this rubbish and it turns into something fantastic. Yeah, it just it heats up and it turns. And God, I think that's what happens in our lives: is that our sins can compost well. They can, you know, our, our desires yeah. can be turned into something good. Helpful. You know, this, we can turn things around. Um, you know, good can come out of it. Because otherwise, if, 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 if my sins don't lead me to understand myself better, then, yeah. then they really are. Then it really is hopeless, isn't it? That yeah. There's nothing I can do yeah. with them at all. There's no use. But I just don't believe that. I think that God is a God of redemption. He redeems yeah, things. Absolutely. And that redeems even yeah. our understanding of who we are and, and, yeah. and you know, our our feelings of addiction or failure or weakness yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And that's um, where I think, um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous score so highly as a model for disciples of Jesus. Because I think that one of the reasons that has endured and is so effective is there's a naming things for what they are, but there is no self-hatred. Mm. There's, there's like a, okay, this is the fact of the matter. I'm a, mm. you know, I'm an alcoholic and, you know, I'm just going to call it for what it is. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to say this is, this is the truth about who I am. I'm completely dependent on God, on a, on a higher power mm. to help straighten this out. And I, and now I, I come to you sort of as equals as brothers and sisters. Will you, will you kind of help me mm. sort this one through? I mean, Wesley used to do something similar in his holiness groups. Didn't he? He well, to... he was a complete alcoholic, wasn't he? Obviously he was, a, he was on drugs and everything. <laughs> Uh, Wesley, <laughs> he was strangely warmed once or twice. Anyway, he... <laughs> always because of the arson. <laughs> he, he used to sit down in his group of people in his holiness clubs and say, "Right, so where are you sinning this week, and how can we stop you?" I mean, that'd make your home group go with a bang, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I mean, I think that's the, these things are important. When the way we deal with sin is, you know, to try yeah. and sort of just kick it into the long grass pretend it's never Absolutely. let's let's just put it behind us and let's do a bible study instead or watch it yes be. yeah yeah i came across this great quote in george mcdonald uh, this is what he's talking about um god's forgiveness and he says this he said let him forgive splendidly tenderly but let it be forgiveness not never minding you know in other words okay. forgiveness is about let's look at this thing let's forgive it and let's see how do we how do we go forward here never minding is oh well never let's 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 just we'll agree never to talk about this it doesn't okay. matter. Right, you know, I get it. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah, this is why churches go wrong so often. You know, so often you hear of uh, ministers or evangelists or people, you know, going astray, or you hear of churches being riven by factionalism or, oh, yeah. 
you know the same things over and over again um and i think it's because churches as organizations never reflect on things you know they don't <laughs> reflect on part they just want to put it all behind them they've had a really bad time with a particular minister yeah. or something i mean i'm no yeah. expert on this but you you've obviously you know having been that minister you're much more <laughs> yeah. but they've had, they've had a particularly bad time and uh and and they don't you know, there's a few. We've got through yeah. that. Now let's move on. But they don't ever look at what was no, it something yeah, structural? Exactly. Was there something here? Um, what was it that caused that? So exactly. to actually look at exactly. that, I think, is very powerful. And I think, and, and in fairness to churches, having been on the other side of the fence, it's really hard to say right to your church. Right, we're going to start getting a lot more real with sin. And uh, <laughs> I'll go first, and now it's your turn. You know, it's yeah, absolutely. So you've got to I find mean, the, the yeah, people. It, it's got to be done. It's got to be done carefully and sensitively yes, and yes. all the rest of it. But we have got to find the language to talk about this because sin is deadly because, you know, people are punished by their sins, not by God, but yeah. by the issues themselves. And it would be great if if they were set free from that stuff, but they ain't going to be set free by just wishing it away. No. They've got to do something. And I think it, it's honesty. But even if you can't be honest in a group, maybe this is where we need to get to. I think it can really start by being ruthlessly honest with yourself. Yes. I mean, I think well, that's I, I, the starting Yes, place. I think so. I think, well, I don't know if it's ruthless. <laughs> I suppose it's just... <laughs> I, I just have well, so courageously honest. Yes, is, that would be a better. But word. should we put a more positive spin? Yes, on? yes, you know, thank you. And that courageously honest is to, to know that there's a God who loves you and that He's not shockable, and that to actually say, look, I keep doing this. Why do? Yeah. Why does this happen? For me, one of the exercises that has been helpful in this is, um, and this comes right back to the Reformation thing that I was talking about, is uh, the Ignatian idea of. Um, uh, what oh, I don't really like the word the prayer of examine examine yeah examine e x a m e n examine yeah, examine that everybody says word. oh it's an Ignatian term you know so well I've not found it in Ignatian at all I just think it's a oh. posh it's it's an old <laughs> word it means balance really is it that's what yeah that's what it comes from yeah. the examine it's a Latin word for balance and yeah. and it it. It's sort of like rebalancing your day at the end of the day, or rebalancing your life at the end of the day. So what you do is you look back over your day and you invite God to show you the places where uh, you moved away from him, where you, you moved yeah. in the other direction, where sin yeah. took you in the wrong direction. And you invite God into yeah. that and to say, uh, to be part of that revelation. So it's not just you going to God, oh, I did this and I did this and I listed. I mean, in the Ignatius exercises, you... you they do encourage you sometimes to keep a yeah. whole um, yeah. sort of journal diary of sin, yeah. don't they? <laughs> Which I, yeah. uh, mine, I just ran out of space on the page. Yeah. But um, you yeah, know, but but the idea of inviting God into it, into that process, to help you see where did I go wrong in that day, and, and what could, I, how could that have been different? How could I have reacted differently? And can I yeah. pause in future and invite you in at that point to to, to change my direction? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, I think there's, there's some overlap with some of the stuff that people were saying in creeds because the creeds were about God, but they're also about who we really are, mm. and for some people even who we truly want to be. Mm. And I think that you know to start to do an, an exercise of examine that where you know the first sentence was I am a beloved 
child of God and yes, nothing could yeah. change that. Now, here's yes. the truth about how I behave. Yes. And, yes. and you know, to write it out, because the act of writing, I know there's like a fear, what if someone sees it? Well, make sure no one does see it or burn it at the end. But yes. write out on paper so you can read it the truth about those parts of you that, you know, you're ashamed of and that you would yeah. like to be without. You know, those things that you are being punished by, those behaviours you do that that punish you, that you know lead you away from who you truly want to be and from your true identity as beloved. And, um, and you know, even finish it again with, but I'm still beloved. Um, and I, I think that that's just such a so much more healthy way of dealing with sin than perhaps some of us were handed down in our traditions. Well, I think uh, um, it's time to, to wrap up, really. And, uh, yeah. you know, if we can, perhaps we could just have a quick examine about this podcast. At what points were you sinful in it, Joe? Do you, <laughs> do you, for, I think some of the gestures you made. There were one or two moments. Uh, very <laughs> sinful. <laughs> where my mind. <laughs> but you're still a beloved child of God. So but I am. I you am. are. We yeah. are. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we ought to wrap this up. But, um, yeah, and do, also, do being, get in... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I'd, I'd really be interested to hear what people think of this subject. I mean, when we when yeah. we said we should talk about sin, you know, immediately we thought, oh, you, you know, people will groan. But we both had that sense that this is a really important thing to talk about because mm. yes. you know, we need to find new healthy ways of talking about this this stuff that kind of potentially ruins our lives yes however we draw the line at putting pictures of it on the website yes so indeed. you know we we've decided if you're looking for sin don't yes. come to our website don't come to our, well yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of others available if you're looking for bad taste by all means <laughs> that's different anyway yes well thank you for joining us do get in touch uh yeah. send your emails to joe obviously yeah uh, joe jo at midfaithcrisis.org Yes, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you. Thanks very much. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, thank you.